The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. What's up, everybody? And welcome to the 54th episode of the Schmidt Talking Podcast. I'm Alec Walt alongside Kyle Allen. We're two members of the class of 2017 who are obsessed with Bonnie's basketball. Kyle, welcome to you. What's going on, Alec? We're now officially into the off season after settling down after what was a tough, tough Sunday two Sundays ago. You know, the Bonnies lost a heartbreaker, but you know, if you're trying to look at it in a positive light, this team took themselves beyond what anyone ever thought they would be, especially going into the new year. I'm just excited to see what this team is going to build on over these next three years with three core freshmen, and we have some roster moves we are going to be talking about. Yeah, Kyle. Earlier today, we found out via his Twitter account that Shepo and Galakulandi will transfer from St. Bonaventure. Kyle, did this move come as a surprise to you? It doesn't, to be honest. Chef's opportunities was slim pickings, especially towards the end of the year with Schmidt finding his core guys, especially at the freshman position in Osun, Kyle, and Dom. He was getting sporadic playing time with Dom's injury, but now with Dom being officially fully healthy, I just saw this as what an opportunity could be for him to get more playing time outside of Bonaventure. Now that he has officially announced that, I you know wish him the best of luck. He hasn't officially chosen what school yet, but I think it'll be somewhere similar to what maybe um, we saw like a Jordan Tyson do, which was go down to like a Georgia State. I think somewhere where he'll just get an opportunity to get time to play. I mean, that's that's his ultimate goal when he came to play college basketball was to get playing time. So I you know, commend the guy for looking to do that. Yeah, Kyle, this move didn't really come as a surprise to me either. He finished the season with only 3.1 points and 3.2 rebounds per game. When Ladarian Griffin was injured at the start of the season, Chef actually replaced him in the starting lineup. Ladarian got back in the game against Northeastern. After that game, Chef really didn't get much playing time. The most minutes he played after that game was eight against BCU, and that's when the Bonnies lost by 30 points. So, Chef, best of luck to you in the rest of your basketball career, and we will keep you updated on what school he decides to sign with. Speaking of signings, there is a new head coach in the Atlantic 10. Jamie and Christian signed with George Washington. He's replacing Maurice Joseph. Christian is now the youngest coach in the Atlantic 10. Matt McCall, 37. Jamie and Christian, 36. He turns 37 come April. Last season, he was a head coach for Siena. And as you all remember, the Bonnies played Siena in the non-conference season. They beat them 80 to 40 but he did still have a good season at Siena they finished 17 and 16 nine wins better than the previous year but when he saw the opportunity to coach at George Washington he took it immediately and decided to leave Siena so Kyle do you think this was a good move for George Washington I think it was now I know on the side for Siena a lot of fans are pretty upset that he would you know get up and leave after just one year but the opportunity for him is greater, I think, now, you know, being in a better conference. You know, it, it's just tough in the MAC. They really don't see opportunities to get at large opportunities into the NCAA tournament. I think now being in the Atlantic 10 and where it's going to be over the next couple of years, GW can start looking to bring in new recruits with a guy like this. Young blood is always something that could bode well, but it could also be an opportunity for disaster depending on the success of 
how it goes. I, I'm just curious to see what types of recruits he's going to bring in because GW has been struggling the past few years. You know, they had Wantanabe graduate a few years back, and now with just a lot of young guys on the roster, it's going to be interesting to see if some guys end up wanting to leave or if he's able to bring in, you know, any new guys. I'm just in- interested to see where GW can end up next year. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Christian does at George Washington. He's in a great recruiting area, so if he can use that D.C., Maryland, Virginia area to recruit, uh, there's a good chance he's going to have a pretty successful program. Some other things to know about Christian is he, previously to coaching at Siena, he coached at Mount St. Mary's. That's where he went to college. He finished with a 101-95 and record and made the NCAA tournament in 2018. He was also an assistant under Shaka Smart in 2011-2012. That year, VCU won the Colonial Conference and defeat Wichita State in the NCAA tournament. So again, Jamie and Christian is replacing Maurice Joseph. He is now the head coach at George Washington. I think the biggest surprise over the last couple weeks has been the firing of Phil Martelli. From St. Joe's, he had been at, at St. Joe's for 34 years, 24 as a head coach, and 10 as an assistant coach. Kyle, how surprised were you that St. Joe's decided to part ways with the head coach that's been there for 24 years? I was surprised with how they did it. Now, I have talked to plenty of St. Joe's fans, and predominantly a lot of them are happy this has happened because of you know who he was with his legacy, you know, being there for so long and bringing them to the regional final that one year with Jameer and Delonte West and guys were like, it's tough, right? Because he has the ability to stay there as long as he wants, being what he had done over the past. And with a new regime, like a new athletic director coming in, he saw this as an opportunity for maybe new blood. But how how can you do that in the best way possible? You're going to either ask him to leave, which he wouldn't do, where you unfortunately are going to have to, you know, terminate the guy. And so it's a tough position they put St. Joe's in when you want to make that upgrade. Or, you know, it's not going to be an upgrade. It's going to be technically, you know, a new face and probably a downgrade to start because of just the history of what Martelli did in the program. But just it's funny. Being a Philadelphia guy, I know a lot of people respect him and a lot of people want, you know, that change. And I was, you know, listening to a lot of his interviews. He had one on local Philadelphia sports radio, and he was basically, it, it was weird. It, it, it was really depressing. Um, the, you know, it obviously caught him, you know, off guard with the way it happened, and it caught a lot of people off guard. But um, I, I, it's interesting to see now that he's saying he is going to coach again, and he's, you know, not going to let this define him and everything like that. And I believe it won't. But I mean, at some point, you know, you're going to have to kind of give it up, right, as a head coach and. He's done a lot of you know good things to that school, but it's unfortunate how it ended, and that's why I can see him wanting to coach again to make sure he ends up going out on top and in his own you know terms. Like a guy like Fran Dumpty over at Temple, he decided he's going to retire at the end of this year. But you know he's had success these past couple seasons, not NCAA success, and that's kind of why he's heading out the door. But he ended up taking them to an NCAA tournament and going out on top. So I think that's how Phil sees his career ending, and it's obviously now not going to be with St. Joe's. Yeah, St. Joe's didn't end the season on a good note. They were projected to come in second place in the Atlantic 10, but a lot of things didn't work out for them this last season. They finished 14-19, and 6-10 in the Atlantic 10, but finished below 500 the last three seasons. 
And before we move on to another surprise coaching decision in the Atlantic 10, let's hear what Phil Martelli had to say, courtesy of 94.1 WIP. It's a bomb, a soothing bomb on a wound that I'm afraid Angelo will never heal. I am, I'm overwhelmed. And if I was glib and if at any point in time people thought I was glib or what it's felt like, Angelo, is I've attended my own funeral. Angela, I want to be on a court. I want to be jumping up and down and hugging kids. And I want to turn around to one of those kids and hand them scissors and say, my man, go up on that ladder and cut down your piece of the championship net. Because they could take away, they could take away your jobs. They could take away your actions and they could take away your loved ones and your health. Championships last forever. And I'm determined to give that to another group at, at another place and to put smiles on people's faces and joy in their hearts. That's why I want to coach. So again, best of luck to coach Phil Martelli. After 24 seasons as the head coach, he is no longer on the sidelines for the St. Joe's Hawks. Kyle, another surprise in the Atlantic 10 was Richmond deciding to bring back head coach Chris Mooney. I personally believed he was out the door. Uh, what were your thoughts at the end of the season? I would agree. I thought he was done, too. There's been that whole fire Mooney campaign going on for years now at Richmond, and I'm sure they are just livid that he is coming back. You know, a guy who's originally brought success to the university, and I think it was 2011 where they last made the tournament. So since then, you know, it's been pretty much steady par for them, and, you know, it's not worse. And so they had troubles with Buckingham now leaving and it's just weird I for a program that you know has a lot of rich history I thought that they want to make a move for someone stronger but I guess not and we'll see if Mooney has any answers for his recent unsuccess the past now eight seasons yeah Kyle specifically over the last two seasons Mooney and Richmond have struggled in 2017 2018 he finished with a 12 and 20 record 99 in the 810 last season with 13 and 20 and 6-10 and in the Atlantic 10. That finished as the 11th seed heading into the conference tournament. Kyle, you were speaking of that billboard. It said, quote, save Richmond basketball, hashtag fire Mooney. So clearly there's a group of fans that aren't supportive of this decision that Richmond made, but Chris Mooney will be coaching the Spiders next season. Kyle, I don't like to be negative, but we're going to end the show talking about something negative it was a down year for the Atlantic 10 and they did not look good at all in tournament play this past week four teams played in postseason tournaments BCU and St. Louis made the NCAA tournament while Davidson and Dayton played in the NIT all four lost their opening game you look at the game against VCU. They lost to ninth-ranked UCF, 73-58. to Taco Fall was a beast down low with 13 points and 18 rebounds. Marcus Evans, their best player, was injured against URI. He had six points and six rebounds in 26 minutes. Looking at St. Louis, they lost to fourth-ranked Virginia Tech, 66-52. to Nikhil Alexander-Walker exploded with 20 points and six rebounds. 
Tremaine Isabel lost a little bit of that offensive magic he had in the A-10 tournament. He finished with 11 points, two rebounds, and one assist. St. Louis had zero bench points. We look at the NIT games. Fifth-ranked Davidson lost to fourth-ranked Lipscomb 89-81. to A high-scoring competitive game. When you look at Davidson's core guys, all of them stepped up. Kellen Grady, 31 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists. John Axel Goodman said 9 points, 7 rebounds, 10 assists. Luke Frampton, 19 points. Luka Brekovic, 15 points. But outside of them, absolutely no one showed up. When you look at Lipscomb's depth, they had 4 players with 10 or more points, 8 players with 6 or more points. So from a depth perspective in a high-scoring game, more of Lipscomb's guys showed up than Davidson. And finally, the Dayton game, they lost 78-73 to to fourth-ranked Colorado. Obi Toppin had an excellent finish to a fantastic season with 21 points and 6 rebounds, but Josh Cunningham struggled with 5 points and 2 rebounds in 31 minutes played. Finally for Colorado, Deshaun Schwartz and McKinley Wright each scored 19 points, and Tyler Bay finished with a double-double, 12 points and 14 rebounds. Kyle not a good look for the Atlantic 10. Were you expecting better in postseason tournament play? I definitely was. I expected a much better result for St. Louis coming in hot, but they got through a bad matchup against Virginia Tech and a team who now is in the Sweet 16. So, And for VCU, I mean, it, that game was so weird because they got off to a pretty good start, didn't hit a three in the first half. UCF got off to a cold start, hit 11 straight field goals, I think, always in the half. Dawkins and Fall are just, now, since they've lost to Duke, they're not in the tournament anymore, but whew, they deserve to win that game against Duke, too. So they should, it stinks, but they should be in the Sweet 16. And even Coach K said it that they deserve to win that game. Anyway, VCU also ended up drawing a pretty tough matchup. So with Evans being hurt, too, I didn't expect a whole lot. But the league is looking up over these next two years. I will be sure that there's going to be more than two teams making the NCAA tournament next year. The guys that are now freshmen. And sophomores just got to pan out. Yeah, Kyle, I agree with you. This is a very young league. When we spoke to Matt Martucci a few weeks ago, we, he said, how does this league get better? Well, guys, just got to get older. And I agree with you. There will be more than two teams in the tournament in future seasons. That's going to be it for this episode of the Schmidt Talking Podcast. I'm Alec Wall alongside Kyle Allen. Tune in two weeks from today. Yes, we are now on our bi-weekly schedule now that we're in the offseason as we keep you up to date with all things St. Bonaventure basketball. Thank you for listening and have a good night.